Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Lenegro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over our 2-0 win against Cagliari and everything that uh, we're going to be talking about after the game. There's been lots of narratives, lots of great things that we saw. And it was probably the nicest game that we've been able to watch uh, in a while, probably since Sampdoria, at least positively. I mean, at least in the first half. Uh, a second half, we got back into our ways, but we'll, we'll get into that in the show. Uh, another new guest today for, for this podcast. I would assume that a lot of you guys know who, who this is, but uh, just because of social media and how big uh, all these accounts have been uh, getting. And like I said, we got a big, uh, we got a big uh, community out there. So again, you'll know who this is. Guys, just before we start... As usual, please smash subscribe, drop a like if you could. That would be amazing. It really helps me out. Click the bell for notifications. That's going to get you the uh, the most up-to-date uh, ability to, to watch the shows, as well as iTunes, Spotify. Please follow again. It'll, it'll drop right into your feed, and uh, that'll keep you up-to-date. It helps me out. It helps uh, motivate me, and... Uh, uh, I've been really appreciating the support so far. So that's all I can say from that. And then without further ado, we bring in our guest, Farhan. Thank you for coming on. Uh, as, as I said before, you'll you'll know uh, exactly who it is at Turin Tactician. So it's a pleasure to have you on the, the, the podcast. And uh, I, I hope uh, we have a good time today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So like we've been talking before the show, Obviously, you're a student in Dresden, Germany, so uh, we're at, we're sitting at different times right now. But uh, obviously, originally from Bangladesh, and I know you were on Al's podcast as well. But for anyone who hasn't particularly listened to that episode, if you haven't, kind of give us a brief breakdown of what we like to do. Anyone who's new, obviously, how you became a Juve fan. Like I said before, you were previously from Bangladesh, so it's always nice to hear from anyone who's, you know, obviously not from Italy or not from North America and how you became a fan. Okay, so um, first of all, like, I mean, what we generally do in Bangladesh, we only watch the international games. I mean, now it's not. But mm. when I was like young, before, I mean, around 2000 or something, we are more concerned about, obsessed about international games, but club games, not really. The first football match, the club football match I watched was, you know, where Marcelo Zalata scored against Barcelona in 2002-3 UCL campaign. But that was like, I maybe watched the maybe last 30 minutes or so. And the full game I watched was against Real Madrid, you know. And I saw some players who like claw for every ball, like yeah. they'll fight for every ball, you know, and they'll fight everywhere. And, you know, their beer had this goal, you know, he took yeah. one player or this side, one player, that was really good, and then Buffon made the save, That's, and he's my favorite football player since then. Yeah, so I also read Buffon artwork in my table as well, and uh, and yes, that's like the first time, and then Nebet scored the goal, and you know, he had that long blonde hair, and when he runs, it looks like a horse running in the game. That was very inspiring, and then there is Edgar Davids who plays with glasses, which I also do after that. So I said, okay, so this is a team to like, to love. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. That, that was such a, you know, big, uh, those are such big games. And yeah, I mean, it was same for us. Like, 
talking about, you know, I, I know on the 50th episode that we had, we talked about, you know, where we've come from, you know, having this UV community now to where it was before. And I mean, even for us, it was almost impossible sometimes to find games, um, even mm -hmm. big games, uh, like a, a regular Champions League game. So I definitely appreciate the struggle and being able to, you know, obviously pick uh, the black and white stripes is always nice. Obviously, you're you're on the show because of that. But yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. And Buffon, yeah, like to, to see this guy get chewed out the past two, three years has been so unfortunate. But I agree. It's been really nice to see him in the in, even in just these couple games that we've got to see him so far come back in and still with the leadership shouting and, and commanding the box and telling the players where to go. It's, it's really been awesome. And um, yeah, one of the, like I said, like I was telling you before in, in the, the pre kind of podcast, uh, the pre pre talk we had that Jersey in the background there, I'm sure everybody uh, who's going to be watching is going to be like, how the hell did he get that? One of the most sought out jerseys, that one in the gold one as well. That's like uh, th those two are the uh, are the standouts that you, that you think about when you look back at the 2006 World Cup, right? Yeah. So um, no, um, this one is not an original; it's a replica. So it's something from beautiful 90s. I think Simpson is one of the models in that website. Yeah. You know? oh, okay. yeah so it's from there. Uh, it's from um, a beautiful 90s replica and. The Ronaldo one I won during the World Cup in a fantasy football competition. Nice. <laughs> That's always a, <laughs> no, no, that means you did a funny. good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we are then linked with Golovin. Yeah. You know, Alexander Golovin, and, and no one knows him. And I was like, okay, let's maybe he'll be a Juventus player in the future. So let's take him in my team. Yeah. And he <laughs> was like, okay, I got, I mean, yeah. That's awesome, <laughs> like a lot man. Of points, yeah. <laughs> because I'm looking at my fan, and I didn't. I didn't join the Serie A one um, because I've I've gone a couple. I'm in a couple others that, you know, it takes a lot of time, right? You got to do the research. You yeah. got to find the players. But I did the Champions League one uh, that Al put out there, and I'm like, oh, like I got a pretty good team. I'm I'm pretty hyped up. And then I'm looking. I'm like second last place. I'm like. Okay, no, this is why I don't no, join um, these. This is why I don't join these the leagues. World, the World Cup one is like you know small, so yeah. it was easy to follow up. But the other leagues, I don't. I used to when I was still in bachelor's, but you know after maybe ten or twelve games, I lost track of the games. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Okay, tough, today they tough. have games, so I just don't care. But World Cup, you know, it's like very few games, so it's easy to maintain. Yeah, true yeah. enough, true enough. But yeah, no, I definitely know it's difficult. But yeah, congrats on winning that. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be winning any any fantasies anytime soon. Okay. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into the news. So yeah. obviously there was there's been lots of talk about Ronaldo's future, Dybala's future. Um, Paratici just confirmed, obviously reassuring the fans that you know his future is going to be uh, at Juventus and and that he's going to be at least honoring his contract. I don't know. Again, it's uh, it's up in the air. What have your thoughts have been on on the Ronaldo talk? Uh, whether he wants to sign, whether he is going to sign, do you think we should give him an extension? Kind of give us your thoughts, uh, Farhan. Yeah, I think we should give him an extension. I mean, it's not like he's suffering, you know, because he's thriving, he's scoring goals. Yes, maybe. I mean, I feel like yesterday he should have scored a hat trick because oh, he yeah. had the opportunity in second half. Yeah, but. But still, he's like scoring was the second goal was really good because it's not easy to drag the ball from behind, you know. 
Sema yeah. was really good. Yeah, Great so job. I think he deserves an extension and he will stay with us, yeah, because he likes to be in, in the, he likes to be the focus point. He likes to be competitive and he's very competitive. So I, I don't think he'll be going to like, I don't know, Paris or MLS or anywhere. I think he'll stay here because he wants to be, he wants to take the um, sulky in the pressure. Yeah, so I think he'll stay here. Yeah. Now, see, the only the only problem I have is, and I'm not going to try and reach into saying that this could turn into like a Kadira situation because obviously we're looking at two different players. But yeah. the only concern I have is, you know, obviously the wages are going to be very high. And if Dybala goes on this path where we, we don't figure something out and we do get rid of him, okay, if we do extend him for two years, you're looking at an, an elevated age, right, later into his 30s. And does that mean, like, if something goes wrong or we're going to be on the hook for that? So that's the only thing I worry about, kind of looking at the bigger picture. Than, and then obviously right now it looks like he hasn't been phased at all with uh, even getting COVID a few weeks ago. So that's good, for, that's good news for us. Um, yeah. Also looking at what he's done so far, um, the, the last time Ronaldo scored in each of the first five league appearances, uh, he ended up with 48 goals 48, in one season. Yeah. So that was the 14-15 season. So, I mean, heck, if he could do that now this season, that would be incredible. I mean, incredible for us. We need the the, the consistent goal scoring. That's what we've lacked really yeah. in the past. I think, though, now we do need the rest of the team to pick up the slack and contribute more because you get into these situations where you have one guy who's scoring a lot, if that gets taken away, I mean, teams can, you know, throw schemes and throw different formations. Um, if that, you know, takes a drops off at any point or even just during one game, I'm not, we're not talking about overstretch. If, if, if we're in a knockout situation where the team's able to, you know, maybe even if he scores one or two, he's not scoring five or six. Well, that's a big difference, right? So we'll have to see what happens. Um, it looks like there's going to be some turnover in this next game, though. Um, Chesney, Frabota, McKinney, Chiesa, and Dybala could all start, according to Tuto Sport. We'll have to see uh, what happens. I don't know. There's been a lot of talk online about these constant formation changes, and I, I think we got to build some consistency and, and use kind of the same lineup that we're expecting to be uh, using. Um, if, if we don't, we're we're moving too much. I know it is Ferenc Varos, and again, that should be a game that we easily win, even if we did play a second team. But I think we got to get in a roll for five. And that's kind of my comments were at the end of the game where, okay, sure, we look pretty good this game. Um, it's a it's a good win. It brings us back up into the table. But let's not get too excited, right? Let's string three or four of these together and then say, okay, we have something to work with, right? Because... We could always get, go back into our old ways and and uh, and make some mistakes. And again, Pirlo's been learning, but he's also still made some mistakes. So yeah. let's see if those can get corrected. Um, one bad take I saw on Twitter, and I thought this was just so unnecessary that I wanted to bring it up. Um, Forza Juventus EN, which I really enjoy what they do, and I really appreciate all the news they put out. But they brought up a stat about Danilo making having being dribbled past four times in the in, the, in this game, and um, you know 
saying it was his worst performance of the season. And I thought that was just a massive reach on their part and, and saying that, you know, Alexandro's back, so he needs to wake up. I mean, really, like I said, when you don't hear a player's name, it's usually a good thing. Um, you don't want to hear someone's name, especially on the defensive end, because that's usually when they're making mistakes. So I, I honestly didn't think Danilo had a, had a horrible game at all. Um, but again, I don't know. What, what did you think about Danilo in this game against Cagliari? I mean, the thing is, like, it was a pretty easy game, yes. And if this is the worst performance of Danilo we had this yeah. season, then it's it's much better. It's much better because, you know, than what we watched last season. Last season, yeah. it was like, you know, watching him was like torture. So yeah. if this is the worst, then... It's we're okay. okay. It's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just surprised they put that out there. I was like, you're really gonna be yeah. we we just won two nothing in a pretty convincing game. You really want to put that out there, but and it is what it, it is. I mean, in base uh, in basing on consistency, he has been the most consistent this season. Yeah, oh yeah. Defense, yeah. I agree, I agree hundred percent. Um just some praise for Delict and Demiral. Obviously, um, defensive work really well. 16 duels, one, seven clearances, four tackles, two interceptions, and a block shot to, to add to add to all that great, great stuff. And um, yeah, it was really nice to see them back. Um, and no one getting injured. That was another thing. Uh, yeah. I think it's been it's been crazy. Obviously, we've had COVID, we've had you know nagging injuries. It's just nice to have some consistency. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, finally, finally you get to see like, you know, Turkish delight as someone says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's, uh, I, damn it, Mac, I think it's Mac who said it. Yeah, it's Turkish delight. So yeah, finally you get to see them together. It was really great seeing them. And uh, I saw the interview of Demi, sorry, of Delift and he's saying like, I got injured in my shoulder, but my feet are okay, feet are okay, and I work on it. And it was good because, you know, uh, yeah. he is like really focused and uh, I don't speak Italian, but many people are really praising about him. And even the interviewer also saying like, he have learned Italian a lot. So it oh, means yeah. he wants to stay, you know? Oh yeah. He wants to stay. So we should focus on that as well, yeah? Yeah, I don't think there's that was any, I don't think that was anywhere in doubt. The only where that was in doubt was Barcelona fans. Yeah, uh, now, they are, now, <laughs> now they are awful at the moment. So I I don't think anybody will. Yeah, and now I feel sorry for Pjanic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Artur's done a very good job. So yeah. I, I've liked that replacement. Um, and speaking of Artur, obviously 681 passes completed tonight. That's the most Juve's had in a single match this season. Yeah. Um, and I've I've liked this 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 movement. I've really you know been talking about having a high uh, uh, a high production of uh, either passing or or movement, and that's really what this team needs, especially if you want to play in this style. Um, so it was really nice to see that, and really nice to see the movement. Obviously, Artur holding the ball up really well. Obviously, distributing the ball really well. Uh, as well and I thought even though he wasn't in, in a couple deeper positions sometimes it's always kind of he does move it back and, and side to side but yeah side I find way. a lot a lot of the time he does move it forward when he has the possibility and I found that's what what Pjanic was lacking it was always really just okay go side to side side to side yeah. sides. and then it really became okay move it down the wings cross it in and we do the same song and dance 
which honestly I thought was what we did in the beginning of this game, but we'll get into that later. Um, just looking at some rankings that have come out, Romeo Agresti, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo at 7.5, Delict at 7, Demiral 7, Artur 7, and Bernardeschi 7. I think that's pretty spot yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and just some kind of final things to touch on before we get into the actual game. Um, it's going to be a busy period coming up. We got a lot of games. This is kind of going to be make or break, um, especially because if you look at the standings, it's so close. So if if some teams start dropping off at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, obviously, with Ferenc Varos midweek, then Benevento on the road um, at home again versus Dinamo Kiev, to the, followed by the Derby de la Mole against Torino uh, in our house, and uh, Barcelona then on the road the game after. That's going to be pretty much for the group. Um, well, we hope, right? If barring we we anything else happens, but wins in these next two games, um, that'll be a game for the group essentially. Um, and then on the road against Genoa, home to Atalanta, on the road to Parma, and and then finally to end the year against Fiorentina at home. So again, a lot of big games. Nothing too critical, I would say. Atalanta, I think, is going to be a tough game. Um, the way we played today, you're kind of assuming that we will be able to be able, we will be able to beat these, if you want to call them smaller teams. Um, Barcelona obviously lost on the weekend to Atletico Madrid. Good job, boys. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's all up for grabs. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say there's any massive games coming up, so it's it's definitely we should be able to take the the, the majority of points on these. Uh, oh, and even looking at the table, obviously there's a game to be played with between Milan and Napoli that's going on. It's probably just 10 yeah, minutes in is. now. Yeah. Um, but as the standings go right now, we got Sassuolo at 18 points, Milan at 17, Roma at 17, Juve at 16, Merda at 15, and Napoli at 14. So barring some movement, it potentially could stay the same. Milan potentially could go to the top or Napoli could join in the tide for second spot. So that's really what could happen after today. But again, it's a close race uh, yeah. as of now. So again, any fluctuations in these next uh, 10 or so games is really going to make the difference. Um, and that, that Napoli game really having those three points is really helping us because yeah, now we're at 13 and below all of those teams. So that's that's good to have. Um, yeah. And it's you... something like, you know, making me mad as well, losing the point against Lazio at the last yeah. second and also not being able to defeat Crotone, you know. So these are two things which are, you know, really like, you know, making me a bit angry. Look, but, yeah. there's, there's so many games where we've had this year. I mean, we have like four wins, <laughs> four draws. So, yeah. I mean, we are still undefeated, but you look. You look at the like I said. You look at the Roma game. Like that was a horrible yeah. game. I mean, yeah. that could have been a loss almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look at like you said the Crotone game. Obviously, you look at the 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 Lazio draw. Not really great. Like, there's lots to improve on. So yeah. it's we're kind of it's good we're in this position again. Hey. Uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't be here, but yeah, let's not take that for granted. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's again, it's going to be a long, I think, a long race ahead. 
we'll get a little bit of a clear picture after these 10 games, but even then, if some of these teams, I mean, see Sassuolo still at the top with 18 points is, is pretty incredible to be, to, to yeah. say the least, uh, not um, losing a game at all. And that, that really, you know, speaks to how well Locatelli's done. Um, as well as uh, as kind of how this group has come together. Yeah, Dead Sarbi is doing great job. I mean, I also felt like he was doing good with Benevento. He was just yeah. unlucky because they're always losing 2-1. One, one yeah. Uh, until, like, you know, Brinoli scored against Milan out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I mean, I thought they played well with the resource he had in his hand. They oh, played yeah. well, but they were really unlucky. But this, I mean, now you can see, you also saw, like, how Berardi and Locatelli... Um, combined together for Italy, the yeah. other game, yeah. So yes. this group is, like, really exciting. Bernardi, Caputo, Locatelli, they're, like, really exciting. And Jeremy Boga, they're a very exciting group. And so Sassuolo is one of the teams, I mean, to watch out. I mean, yes, maybe the first 15 games, they will play really well and they might lose their momentum at the end because they don't have the backup, you know, yeah. So, but they can, you know, they can be Atalanta of last year in this season. Yeah. Well, exactly. And like you said, it's, I mean, when, you, when you're in a club, like not to say that Sassuolo is getting that much more money, but they are a little bit more of a, a, a well-established team. They have their own stadium, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit different. So it's just, that, that's why you got to take these, these coaches results with a grain of salt sometimes. And, and really look into you know how the team's actually playing instead of seeing results because again Benevento's not going to punch that much above their weight it's really difficult yeah. you know they'll get the occasional games where they'll show, they'll surprise but they're really at a you know lower tier level in terms of budget and and what players they can yeah. bring in so i agree Dezerbi's done a, a phenomenal job um and that kind of wraps up the the news kind of segment and I just wanted to mention, as you talked about the international break, it's been crazy for me, guys. And I don't know if this podcast will come out first or not. We'll have to see. I'll definitely have it all completed by tonight. And I'm hoping to get it as soon as possible. But there are a couple podcasts in between that I've had difficulties. I just wanted to let you guys know why certain things have been taking longer. Um, Maybe that was me trying to bite too much off uh, that I can chew. But there were supposed to be a lot more podcasts coming out this week. I had incredible problems with with this damn laptop I have. I got to figure something out. But unfortunately enough, the guests that I've had on were kind enough to be able to, you know, extend some of the things that have, some of the problems that I've had and come back on and and reshoot. So I appreciate all the making do with what what I have and, 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 and still showing up and still supporting. But again, that's kind of just the the FYI of, of what's been going on that I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. Um, if you've made it to this point, again, let me know. Drop it in the comments what you thought about the standings, what you've thought about us so far, some of the news stories. Um, if you still haven't, please drop a like. So please subscribe. That would be unbelievable. And let's get into this game, uh, Farhan. Um, we'll look first at the lineups. Obviously, Juve going, Pirlo going with the 4-4-2. Um, Buffon and that, which I said was great to see. Uh, Danilo Delicte Emeral Cuadrado, as we kind of everyone had a pretty clear picture of that's what it was going to. The midfield a little bit different. I'm I'm sure a lot of us thought that Rabio and Artur were going to start, but we didn't know 
essentially what the the winger was Chiesa going to come in was um, Kulusevsky going to come in Bernadeski and obviously with the the confidence that the everyone's really seen with the national team it said seemed like Bernadeski was going to slot his way in yeah now the way they had put on well at least on the zone the way they announced the formation um, they had Kulusevsky on the left and Bernadeski on the right which was clearly the opposite. Well, when we get into the game, um, they were on opposite sides. Um, obviously, Ronaldo and Morata uh, uh, up top. Um, but I thought a pretty standard lineup. Um, I didn't mind what I saw. I still want to kind of go to this 4-3-3. But again, we'll talk about that if we if that ever happens. But um, I wasn't, no, no real major surprises. Obviously, Dybala has a couple things still going on. We'll get into that in one we get into Pirlo's comments, but nothing really surprising about the lineup, would you say? Uh, I mean, except Rabiot, no. I mean, yeah, except Rabiot, everything was quite normal, yeah. So you didn't think um, he was going to get the start, or did you think injuries were going to be a problem? Or I guess that was a talking point that... I mean, I thought Rabiot is going to start, but uh, I mean, like, yesterday's game, it was against Cagliari, so okay, maybe it's okay, but... We can't, I don't think we can afford to have Chiesa, Bernardeski and Kuluzevski all together, you know, in the middle against yeah. against a good team because, you know, there is not enough defensive power in right. this thing. So against Cagliari, it's okay, yes. But I think, you know, against other teams, I think we need to review because Rabiu is more, you know, energetic and he runs quite a lot. Arthur is not as energetic as Rabiu. So Arthur is doing a good job, yes, but I think we need someone like Rabio, and uh, which is uh, making me a bit disappointed is two of the players who did really good for Sari's team were Dybala and Bentancourt. But uh, for some reason, Bentancourt is not clicking this season and neither is Dybala, which is a bit concerning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, with Dybala, I think there's lots of issues we can we yeah. can get into that a little yeah. bit. I think Bentancourt, it's just been tough. There's, we have a, we have a lot of midfielders, right? That we got yeah. we got to give playing time, and um, I think everyone, well, I think everyone and their mother knows that he was kind of going a little bit declining at the at the end of the restart. Uh, he was really well at the start, and then it kind of just petered off towards the end, where um, Rabiot was on the opposite end. He was kind of uh, bad to start, and then was on the. Uh, the the incline uh, towards the end of last season so we got to wait and see um ramsey again not being there adds you know a couple problems i we're gonna have to see these guys come in now um without having him um and it's just you know we use the depth properly i think we have depth now more than we ever did and i think we can trust a lot of these players so even though you might not trust bentoncourt to start i still think he gives you a lot off the bench yeah. Um, same with uh, McKenney, same with whoever, right? Whatever we have, we, whatever way we have to line it up. Um, we'll get into Kadiri starting 11, 4 2 3 1, uh, Kranio on goal, Pisakane, Klavan, Wulukovic, and Zappa on the right, that's the right back. Rog Marin is your holding. Tipadelli, who I thought did a phenomenal job on, on Quadrado, but uh, we'll get into that in, in a couple minutes. Ciao Pedro and Unas as your top three, and then Simeone is your lone striker up top. So pretty straightforward. A um, couple of little match stats. I don't like to get too much into it, 
But I do like to mention what we were talking about earlier. 66% possession for us, 34 for Calgary. 23 shots on goal for Juve. Uh, on target, six, but 23 shots. So definitely we weren't uh, we weren't worse for wear in terms of creating chances. Um, four shots only for Calgary. Zero on goal for the entire 90 minutes. So although they did make a push in the second half, which I thought... Yeah. We shouldn't have given uh, them, yeah, but them, yeah. um, definitely no shots on target. Uh, 745 total passes with a 91.4% pass rate, which was really nice to see. KDD only putting out 382 uh, with 83.2% accuracy. So a big drop in terms of, you know, but again, we had, we had two thirds of the ball. Um, so really you, you look at it that way. There's, there's that reason why, um, but let's get into kind of the game. I thought Quadrado getting the can and well, I want to get your thoughts on this. I know there's been a lot of talk about the captaincy as well. What does it really even mean to be a captain in your opinion? I mean, you got Buffon on the wall there. You got Ronaldo who's, who's been a really big leader for us. What is this club? What is this band even meaning anymore? Right, like we're Juve's now in this system of, you know, caps and appearances, and uh, from when I've played sports to to now, you know, either if it's who's got to talk to the referee, who's the leader in the dressing room, you know, sometimes who's your best player that could be, you know, skewed. Caps, I. I understand why they use it as a as a bar because you'd think, okay, someone who's been capped the most for the club obviously has been kept there for a reason, right? Like you you, you don't have a thousand caps for a club and and you're not that important of a player. It just usually doesn't work out that way. So I understand why they have the rule, but when you get down to okay, Kellini being out. Dybala's on the bench. Bonucci's hurt. Buffon apparently doesn't want the captain's armband. It comes it comes down to getting into these situations. So, what are your thoughts, Aaron? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Cuadrado should have had the armband, and it showed in the first like five to ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was not being able to dribble anything. He wasn't able to give. Passes, it feels like like he had an extra pressure on his shoulder. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, another thing is, yes, I agree that Ronaldo might, I mean, Ronaldo is fitting for to be the captain of our team. And, but the problem is, like, um, I think he's not as good in Italian as the other guys. Right. So, in terms of, you know, having any discussion with the referees, because it's most, it's mainly the captain who goes. To talk with the referees, so he can't like you know, explain his things. Yeah. So that is another case. So huh, it was you know like I don't agree with Quadrado as well because he he doesn't have this capacity or anything, you know. Yeah, and it's not the guy you look to when yeah. you know yeah. the situation, yeah, so. you know, moving the players forward, being vocal. But I mean, it is what it is. The rule is the rule, and they can yeah. they can keep it uh, if they want. Um, I thought at the beginning Morata was was doing a pretty good job. Um, towards the end of the half, though, he looked gassed. Uh, it just seemed like he's been playing way too much, you know, with the Spanish yeah, national team. The Spanish national team as well. With yeah. us, it's been a lot of minutes. So, yeah. I I, th- I think it was, and a lot of people were criticizing, and I was just like, 
it makes sense uh, why he's had this little bit of a let off and but I, I still thought he was pretty good in in being that kind of serviceman that that Ronaldo needs um it wasn't horrible but it definitely wasn't great either um but again there was lots of uh lots of different opportunities what I didn't like though initially and this is why I praise Kulusevsky so much in this game was because until he started to move the ball from the right side into the middle and actually, you know, start some different movements, different build-up play, uh, one-twos. We were doing the same thing, and I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I was like, for the first 10 minutes, it was like a leg ball. Go down, pass it to the wing, cross oh, it into yeah. nothing, go down the left side, cross it, horrible cross. And it was just like, is this how we're actually starting? And then I'm like, oh, well, here comes one of those typical games after the 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 international break good, yeah. where we're not looking good. No one's like kind of in it. No one's, their minds are all kind of uh, discombobulated. No one's really thinking. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. But then this kid just is like, gets it. And instead of him thinking, okay, let's try and run it down the sides. He's bringing the ball back in and mixing it up with Ronaldo, mixing it up with Morata. Uh, even Bernardeschi and I was I was like wow this is actually really nice to see so I I know that kind of died down towards the end of the game obviously having a two-goal lead helps but um, it was it was really great to see so I was very impressed with that Um, we had a couple moments where uh, Quadrado was also going down, making some mistakes, losing the ball, giving the ball away twice. Uh, CR7 went down too easily. I don't know if he was trying to learn from Quadrado in the box. He tried to he tried to get a penalty there, which I thought was not even close. Um, what else do we got here? Um, yeah, we had a, we had a lot of good chances. Uh, like you said, he could have had a hat trick. Yes. I think there's also you know a lot of other guys that could have had a hat trick as well. Um, we had Kulusevski with a lot of chances. We had the Bernardeski um, goal that was disallowed in the first yeah, half. Morata offside, obviously. And I was, <laughs> I, I like, I, I, the only thing I think of was, well, shit, Bernardeski was offside. I'm like, no, not. Yeah, offside. yeah. I and mean, I was like, it doesn't look like offside, but oh, it's Morata. <laughs> and then they show the replay, and I'm like, oh, this guy is just gonna get pegged for this. This is this is gonna be the delict handball of this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but joking aside, yeah, it was it was it was pretty nice to see him get back and actually, and I mean, I don't know me personally, I don't know if this bodes well to say. He's going to stay in the future. But I think this is good for us because now we can get a little bit more value if we do decide to let him go. You know, I don't know if he's... Like, we've got a lot of guys that are younger. I still think... And me personally, I still think you get rid of the guy um, to make room for, let's say, a midfielder or fullbacks. Like, that's still... That's Full still, bank, yes. you know, that still needs that, that we have. And, and someone's got to go. Some people are talking Ramsey... I mean, if Bernardeski picks up and we can get a you know a decent fee, uh, I think you got to look at it, right? Even yeah. even if he does start playing better, you know that's not something I don't think that we need is is you know we need his position. We got a lot a lot of depth at that position. Um, 
Delict was making a lot of great tackles. Um, what I didn't like, though, which is, again, more we'll get into this, well, we'll just say in the second half, a lot of sloppy back passes um, from everybody, not just the two defenders. But I think we got to clean that up a little bit. Uh, was kind of a lot of the reason why they were even having any of the chances and they were really able to press us in the second. But before that, Kulusevsky had a perfect chance. 28th was just wide. I thought he was going to bury it there. But when we get into the 38th minute, we have Morata putting the ball over to Ronaldo on that left-hand side, as he usually is. Um, and he brings it in. And I was getting worried because it seems like he's getting a little too... I find that... And everyone's going to think I'm hating on the guy. It's not hating on the guy. I find that he takes a little bit too long sometimes on the ball. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But then what he did is he cut in, he faked, he, he put one fake in, and then he just pop, he blasted the ball into the into the right corner. And what a goal. Um, unbelievable. Uh, one nothing. And that was just, a, that was great to see. But like I said, I do see a little bit of hesitation. What I also did see, and we'll, we'll get into a comment from Nilesh later, is a little bit being too, not enough, not selfish enough in this game. Yes, I also that. I also saw the comment, and I also will get to it. Yeah, when you yeah. yeah, and and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that's what I, I saw. I'm not taking. Um, when you're a striker, okay, you or even a, a soccer player in general, football player, cultural player, cultural, uh, cultural story in general, you got to make the right decisions, right? There's times to be selfish. There's times to not be selfish. There's times to give the ball to someone who's open and there's not. And that's really, that's the fine line between scoring and not scoring. So I found that there was a lot of moments. I don't know if it just, you know, in his head, he was thinking, wow, let's try and get Bernadeschi's confidence up. Let's get Kulusevsky's confidence up by giving them the ball. I just thought there was opportunities where we could have put this game out of re- way out of reach that if they wanted to, then they can go and score their goals because Kayidi doesn't really think uh, they have really no chance that they're in it. So we get into the 42nd minute, which is four minutes later on a corner. Kodado uh, swings the ball in. And at first I thought it was off the head, but it was more of kind of like a deflection where it like hits Demiral's head and then kind of goes a little bit off kind of his back. And... I don't know what Kadi, I don't know if they were admiring Quadrado's uh, shiny like armband or what, but they left Ronaldo completely wide open back post. Could not believe that was even, that was even allowed, but it was. And then again, a perfect, you know, a perfect strike where he's, the ball's not necessarily in front of him. So he still kind of has to reach yeah. back. And, you know, still give it that flick to to put the ball in the net. So it wasn't an easy goal. I thought it was a, a, a pretty great goal. Yeah. And uh, 2 nothing, uh right there in the first half. Again, like I said, could it be 3-4-5 maybe. But um, what were your thoughts overall in the first half and what you, what you were, you know, what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like? Uh, uh, the first half, we I think we started a bit slow, and like I said, um, Quadrado, I don't know what was happening with him. He was making many. He was losing the ball a lot at the first few uh, first few minutes, but then I think we settled down well. And yeah, as you said, yeah, sometimes Ronaldo keeps the ball with him a bit too long, and which 
uh, when he cuts in, I'm, I mean, like one out of 10 times, it's good, like which happened yesterday. But other yeah. times, generally, he either loses the ball or hits the feet. And sometimes you get a corner, sometimes you don't. So yesterday, this was a really good goal. But yeah, I think he should have, like, you know, let the ball uh, flow a bit faster than usual. And yeah, we should have, uh, yeah, 2 0 at first half was good. I was hoping maybe we'll see more goals in the second half, which we didn't, unfortunately. But I think the first half was pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of fans noticed it as well as the kind of a, it was not like a, a somber, like usual first half where everyone's got it down and pissed off. So it was actually quite nice to see. Um, and, I, but, but again, it's, it's not like a huge criticism. I just find that there's chances where, we, like I said, we, we could have buried at least three or four and then it's a completely different, creates a completely different situation. Whereas when you leave it at two, like I said, we'll get it. When we get into the second half, we'll talk about what had happened, the situation where, you know, they're pushing, I would say for the four, from the 45th, from the 51st, from the 45th to the 51st minute, we were pretty much sitting back. Um, and that's just the way it was. So you're going to give teams the opportunity. Um, Sotil obviously came on for Tripodelli and I think, Tripadelli basically ended Guadalajara's career uh, because he literally was just doing wonders down that wing and just stopping him and making him uh, make errors. We did get a little, we did get a little yellow card excited uh, with Danilo and then our two back-to-back yellows. So we got to be careful. We got to be smarter than that. Um, thankfully, that didn't bite us in the ass in this game because I know they didn't get subbed till later on, but um, Pirlo's got to be a little bit more mindful for that. And Artur, I thought, like I said before, I thought he did a really good job being able to hold the ball, being able to control the ball, making the right passes. Um, something that we really missed with Pjanic, uh, at least towards the end of the, uh, the, end of the yeah, stint yeah. with Juve. Yeah. And yeah, it's... It, it was really, it was really nice to see that develop because I know a lot of fans were still unsure with Artur. Is he going to be the right guy or not? Is he going to be the right person to be this whole, this kind of regista um, type player? But I, I think it's worked, and I, and I really hope we can succeed. And this is just going to build with more confidence in the midfield. And I know a lot of people. I've kind of put out a couple things on you know. Let's really look to make sure, I know Locatelli's been on a great run, but let's really weigh our options, how much money we have to spend, because this midfield is producing, I would say, fairly well. Let's see what happens in these next three, four games. But if we see three, four really good games come out, maybe minor adjustments uh, in the midfield. But like I said, I I think we got to sure up the fullback or at least put Danilo because we didn't see that in the substitution. So we get kind of mid-second half. I can't remember what minute it was exactly. Um, but again, Kajidi's pressing off a, I want to say, was it a corner or a set piece? But I believe it was a corner. Um, Ronaldo with this insanely horrid back heel, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, 
a perfect opportunity for for Cagliari. And obviously, the, they hit it into the back of the net, but uh, and I believe it was an offside off of that one. Offside, yeah. Yeah, so again, bad mistake. Um, we were saved by the, the offside, but that could have opened up the game. Yeah. And that's what you don't want. Like, 2 nothing lead is the worst lead in hockey, they say. Okay. You do not want, like, sitting on a two-goal lead is, is the worst. And because it only takes one to open it up, and then, bang, they got another in your tie game right there. So um, you're not uh, doing yourselves any favor by sitting back. And that's what I really didn't like in the second half. I thought, even though we did have a lot of – we still had a lot of chances to convert. Chances, but, yeah. yeah. But – you know, not doing that and then sitting back and allowing Kali to have time is a is a recipe for disaster. So hopefully we can improve that in the in the next few games. Um, just to look at the subs, so we get McKenney coming on for Rabiot initially, uh, 69th, as well as DiBala going on for Morata. And like I said, Morata seemed like he was gassed. It was good to see him come off, but yeah. it didn't seem like Juve was still pushing at that at, at about 70, well, 20 minutes to go till till time. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know why we're getting our, you know, Medzala or our midfielders to make runs and Dybala coming back to get the ball for them. I don't know if you've noticed this, Farhan. Kind of give your thoughts on, on the way Dybala played in this game. I just, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not, you know, you want to put players in their best position or their best chance to, to make a difference. And it was literally just like, come back to the mid, come back really low, pick up the ball, come back low, pick up the ball, or going out wide on the right-hand side. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Am I overthinking this? Am I wrong? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, what I, what I see in Dybala nowadays is more like, you know, he really wants to prove himself and he yeah. is not actually focused, which is not good to see. And yes, um, he was, uh, I mean, he was on the right side a lot yesterday. Yeah. And yeah, we know that, I mean, the thing is like, he plays in such a position. I mean, it's very difficult to, you know, make the formation based on right. him because I mean, he, he doesn't do well when he's giving winger position. Yeah. So, it's quite difficult and yes, uh, at the end, he needed to come down as well, but most of the time he was on the right side of the uh, for attack. So I think, I really hope like, you know, um, what we're seeing that maybe in the next UCL game, he'll be playing. And yeah. I hope like he's, he plays and gets a few goals, one or two goals because he needs the confidence boost and Morata needs rest as well. So. Yeah, it would, it, it would serve well. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, like I said, he's the best player of Serie A from last season. So the season he's having so far this season is definitely like not what is expected. Yeah, and I definitely agree. He hasn't been up to par. I mean, apparently I, he's still going through some... And I, I mean, okay, you could say that's bullshit. Pirlo's bullshitting or not, but... I think he's still going through some viral, like he's still on some antibiotics, but I think the problem lies in the coach. Um, and the reason why is because 
we've seen now two managers in Allegri and Pirlo that just seem to can't they, they can't put it together. I mean, I know it's with Pirlo, it's early. I'm not saying that yeah. it's it's over and done with, but you look at how and the reason why I mentioned the coming back is because some people say, oh, well, he's doing that on his own. And again, I don't think you can criticize Dybal in this game. We're up to nothing. Okay, so there's really, there's no there's no need in saying anything than what it was, right? Like, it's, it's a 2 nothing game. Um, and I made the joke a few times, if if, if Cali, whenever, if Cagliari scored, it was Dybala's fault, even though that was before he came on, I believe. And um, if, uh, if Juve make a mistake, it's Dybala's fault. I'm probably going to have to make a t-shirt for that, but... Um, why always me like a kind of an ala Balotelli. Um, but I just notice like it happens every game. So it's like, okay, if it was kind of erratic and he's, you know, going to different spots and you could see, okay, you could probably say that's on the player, but it just seems like it's, he's being asked to go into this position that makes no sense in my mind for him to be playing. Um, and that's just the way I see it. But um, I don't know. There's lots. I, I agree with you. I hope he does come on and I hope he does score some goals um, because he does need a confidence boost. Uh, mm-hmm. I think anyone can see that. Uh, let's get into three up, three down. Um, basically, your three worst, your three best. Um, but to give you an example, we'll go my three worst. I thought Quadrado, number one on the list. Um, Morata, I thought... Not to say that he played bad, but he was fatigued. Um, and I don't think it was his best effort out there. Um, even though uh, we did have a lot of chances, but I don't think he was, you know, up to snuff the offside again. That's going to that's gonna eat up at me. And, and someone who I didn't really hear a lot of, and I don't know, maybe that's he's coming off of that injury, but Rabiot I thought was very quiet. Now, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's not a, not so bad. But um, those are my three players um, that are three down. Again, I thought Dybala, not enough sample size to put him in. That's the reason why I didn't. Uh, 20 minutes or less, if you want to say. Uh, not really big enough to be saying an impact. If, if he played for 70 minutes that whole way, then I could say, okay. I can understand he's on the on the down list, but I don't I don't think it was a big enough sample size. What what about you, Farhad? Who's your three kind of you know? Again, it doesn't need to be the three worst. But I'm, I'm that weren't up to standard is what I'm trying to make out in this uh, segment. Well, I have one, which is Quadrado. Okay. And uh, the other two, I mean, like yeah, yesterday Morata was a bit. Um, in the shadows, but yeah. it's understandable because he just came from like you know right. international duties, so it's understandable. And the other one is like again, like I said, I don't wanna like you mentioned the other one is Dybala, because I mean the thing is he had an opportunity, he had an opportunity to score, but he like you know skyrocketed, uh, sky yeah. And another case, he probably should have like you know let the ball go a bit early, but he went too far, and then the cross wasn't that good. So yeah. Yeah, the oh yeah, I, d- I definitely, I definitely cursed that one out on Twitter. Yeah, when he uh, skied that one. Is, yeah, the main one is Quadrado. The other two are like you know because they did get enough chance and 
enough time, but he had his chance, but he didn't get enough time. Uh, yeah. And 20 minutes is too less of a time to judge. And Morata is understandable. So yeah. it's okay. But Mena is quadrato for me to start his game, yeah. And how about your best? Um, I think it's pretty tough. Like, I know stats-wise, you're probably going to say Ronaldo, and I still, I still would pick Ronaldo as your ta- as your man of the match. Um, but I still think Artur has a lot to say um, in that game. Just the way he played, I think he brought a different dynamic for us. He was able, and again, I really, if Kulusevski decides to not do the things he did in terms of bringing the ball into the center. I think this game is completely different. I think uh, we don't have as many chances as we do. Um, I think we we don't have enough, like, even clear-cut. Like I said, he's had a few chances where he could have scored. Same with Bernardeschi. Um, but I think those two could easily be in, been in the conversation, and those are going to be my top three. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think it wasn't as easy as clear-cut as saying – Ronaldo top. Yes, he did have some phenomenal goals, but and again, I'm still going to give him the man of the match, but I still think those two played a huge role and include and then you could even say the defense as well being solid not letting any goals in. I haven't even mentioned them. Um but I thought those three were kind of the the standouts for me. Okay, so for me it's uh Ronaldo, Artur and Delict. So the reason that Bernardeschi is not in there because, like yeah. you know, he had the chance to score a goal, and so did Kulusevski. You know, both yeah. of them had the chance of scoring, but they didn't. So that's why they are not in there. So it will Fair be Ronaldo, Arthur, and Delikia. Um, let's get into. Let me just check my. Uh, I forgot to write this down, which I should have. But um, we have our. Where is it? Here we go. Man of the match, obviously, I posted this on Instagram and I had posted this on Twitter. Um, Ronaldo's getting about 75% on uh, Instagram to Arthur's 25. And just to go check the finalized stats so we can have some, you know, interaction with you fans. And thank you if you did vote on either Instagram or on yeah. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, Ronaldo. We got Ronaldo as well at 54. Yeah. Artur, 23. Kulusevski, 23. 61 votes. There's about an hour and 47 left, but I think that's pretty decisive yeah. uh, as the U.S. election. I think we can call that. We can call those early. But um, yeah, guys, thank you for participating. And I think we're going to be doing a lot more of that, trying to get uh, more audience uh, involvement, whether that be directly if we ever have a if I can ever figure out how to do a live show. Or um, just uh, during the games. I thought it was really fun to talk to you guys. And I was definitely a lot more involved, I think, during that game. Usually I don't like to because, you know, to stay focused, to be able to put these together after. But as well, um, you know, to see everything going on, the movements, the individual the individual plays and stuff like that. So it's tougher when you keep looking at your phone. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely fun, this game, I'll, I'll have to admit. Um, let's get into obviously the post-match comments. Um, Pirlo mentioned some crucial things, obviously, uh, some more, you know, typical coach sayings or statements, but, um, some key insights, like I said, to the Dybala and obviously when he's fully fit, he's going to play more in his role. Uh, he's been on antibiotics for the last 10 days due to an old virus, but he did come on well today 
with a bit more strength. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, obviously, there's plenty of quality in the squad, but that is not enough in order to dominate the game. You have to move the ball rapidly from side to side. He needed time. Or Obviously, speaking of Artur, he's player we expected. He came from La Liga, which was a total different approach, above all, to training more than playing. Um, he needed time to settle in. He's a guarantee on the ball and finds the right solution to escape in the op- when the opposition presses. And I think he did very well. Very well to know um, where the other team is, when they're on his back, um, which way to go, who's available, and then to distribute. I thought that was very well done during the game uh, from Artur. Um, he's also commented on, on some of the players and also the international break. It's always tough to focus, but we did mentally the right, maintain the right spirit. Um, we got many players in this who can change the game by going on the counter, although there needs to be a balance. And again, this is my constant, constant uh, pet peeve with the squad. Um, again, like you said, we're only playing Cagliari. This is not one of the best teams out there. This is, you know, maybe middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack, if you want to call it that. When we get up against a good team, which it doesn't seem like maybe Barcelona is going to be our toughest test and including Atalanta towards the end of the year. But, and maybe, you know, the derby could, you know, maybe be a little bit more interesting than what the stat, I mean, obviously Torino collapsed today, which was embarrassing, but. um, I mean, um, (laughs) I I saw like it's uh, 2-0 Torino and then people are saying 2-0, yeah, I was like, okay. And then I saw two two. I was like, "Come on!" And then the moment I said, "Okay, maybe I can give the match a watch." Yeah. The moment I like, you know, started watching the game, they got the like, "Oh, come so you, on!" You jinxed it. You jinxed, jinxed it. it. I jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit! I'm closing down everything again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, we gotta we gotta sure this up. I find our fullbacks, and it was nice to see Alexander back. I really hope he comes and makes a difference. I really do. Uh, he's my guy, so I, I'm backing him wholeheartedly. But I hope seeing that Danilo was the direct substitution with Alexandro at the end there. Obviously, Artur came out for Bentoncourt. And uh, who was that last sub? I think there was one more that I missed. McKinney. McKinney. No, did I say McKinney? Uh, Chiesa. Chiesa came on for a little bit. Again, not really noticeable. It was only for a few minutes, so. It's not like we got to see a massive sample size, but I I really wish that we could have just, I, I know he's been useful as a CB, but I really would like to have seen Danilo go right back and Alexandro stay on the left-hand side. Um, it just gives us that surety um, mm. at the back because I find that Quadrado gets way too lost up top. And then he just doesn't know when to come back or he gets too excited and he's up there and, and the play doesn't advance that far. And then we're kind of uh, in the negative number situation. Same with on the same with our midfielders as well. I think they get too involved. And that's why I mentioned the Dybala situation where they move forward and it's like you have Artur plus your center backs. And it's like... What are you going to do? Four on four on three, five on three sometimes. So it, that's something we definitely need to figure out. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on 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 the on this positioning, uh, Farhan. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Quadrado has done his duty, yeah, but yeah. like once uh, Sandro, if Sandro settles this again, then Danilo should be in the right hand side, yeah. And um, the thing is, like, yeah, before, I mean, today I was watching the highlights of yesterday's game again on YouTube because, you know, if to see, like, if I missed anything or anything. Yeah. And then one of the suggested video which came was, you know, the win against uh, Marda 2 uh, 3. Uh, from 2017-18 season. Yep. So I remember the goal, which you know the Barzalion goal when Perisic was moving and like Quadrado and Perisic, they both fell down and Quadrado was like you know chillaxing like this on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> Perisic taking the ball away. So I'm like okay, yeah, maybe he's like you know too much chillaxing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's uh, just uh it's it's tough like i get they want to be again when you have this attacking brand that you want to bring forward sure you're going to be a, a little bit less you know defensive or you know a little you're going to be open a little bit more which is fine but i find that we we're way too open for what we need to be and i yeah. find that teams like well look at how what happened when we played barcelona they took they really dismantled us so and the game against Roma, the second goal exactly. was considered like it was like we had only one defender and three of Roma players when well, they were on counter. So this is like something which we shouldn't be looking forward to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then again, you already mentioned it though with Delic's press conference. And again, I was really impressed with his Italian as well yeah. as, as what he said. Um, he talked about last year wanting to press high, but with Pirlo, we play a more modern football. He says we defend against one on we defend one on one against one, one, one leaving yeah. a lot of space behind us and he likes that because it is similar to the way they played at ajax so that was nice to hear and i think again go check out that that interview if you haven't so far um it is definitely and again there's a lot of translation whether that be bianconetti zone forza juventus around turin or the newly reunited uh juve uh, fc finally getting access to that and thank you robbie i appreciate it um, and congratulations again on getting the role. Um, but in the next game against Fedeng Varos, obviously going to be match day four. We have a win. We qualified to the knockout stage with two games in advance, which is pretty big. Um, that also doesn't mean, though, that there isn't anything to play for. We could still get top of the group. Um, but again, squad rotation, do you see that being useful or do you want to see a consistency in the squad where we keep playing the same kind of formation, same kind of role uh, for certain players that are on form? What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think we should rotate the squad because, um, you know, um, because we are going to go through this group, yes, definitely. And, uh, but with all the respect to the other, to, to the Kiev and the Oh, Hungarian team, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So with all due respect, I think we should like, you know, um the confidence. squad because uh, not only for confidence, yes, confidence, yes, but also because this season league is gonna be like pretty tight. Right. So the players also get the uh, rest they deserve. So uh, I think the, the, it should be rotated a little bit because we have the options now. Because uh, we have the options in the midfield, we have the options, yes. And in attack as well, because Kiesa, yes, he's playing as a wing back, right. now, but he can play the winger as well. He can oh, yeah. Play, yeah, so yeah, and so does Kulusevsky. So 
and of course Paranadesh as well. So we have the options. So I think we can rotate for the UCL two, the two games we have on UCL before Barcelona, and and we can focus more on the group. Oh, not group. Sorry, on the league because for sure. it's gonna be yeah. Because I was also checking the game, and yes, uh, Milan scored against Napoli. And oh, there you go. Ibrahimovic again. I mean, like. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna go back um, and forth now. Uh, I mean, Ronaldo and Ibra. Ibrahim and what's up with all the 30 plus players racing for the Cup of Canary? Because 14, 15, it was Lukatoni. Yeah. And Lukatoni, and then 15, 16, it was Higuain. Then 16, 17, who won it? I forgot. 16, the only 17. thing I could say with that is I think as Serie has always been a little bit more of a, it's been a league a little bit more for the intellectual. Not yeah. the just typical like kick and run yeah. English yeah, football. Run. Yeah, it's not run. So yeah. it's not like a heavy run. It's more of like positionally how we can take advantage. Yeah. So you have these players that have been playing on a high, such a high level for so long that their football or their cultural IQ is just above. Yeah, yeah, they know where so the ball's they gonna know bounce. where the yeah. ball's gonna go. They know what situations to get into. You look at, like you said, the goal with Ronaldo. He sneaks kind of in the back door there and kind of you know gets the foot on it. Yeah. I mean, again, that's a strike. That's just intel intelligence of a striker. You look at him obviously outside the box where he kind of faints, pushes the ball to the right a little bit, and buries it on the right side. I have obviously haven't seen the goal from Ibrahim, so it could have been like a tap in for all we know. But um, again, it's just that IQ. You know, the defense is a lot. Again, the defenses that we come up against are a lot more tighter. They're a lot more intelligent. Um, they press a lot harder. So as a striker, you have to kind of think a lot more to you know get there. And and again, I, I think that's the benefit to these players that have the. Again, Ronaldo and Ibrahim, which are not your your average players. Yeah, average right? players, so. yeah. And the thing is, like like I mentioned, uh, look at Tony. He was maybe thirty five at the time or something. Yeah, but it's not like he scores amazing goals. Right. He's he's the person like you know he knows how to put the ball in, or even yeah. one of the best strikers in the whole world. You know, Inzaghi. It's not like he exactly. scores like really good goals. You oh, know? Exactly. He doesn't dribble past but he knows how to find the net, pick up the net. Exactly. Yeah, he's outside a lot, yeah. But yeah, but he knows how to find the net, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. Murata is, the Spanish and Zagi. That's what everyone's <laughs> been saying on Twitter. It's funny. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 good to see. I mean, hey, it's good for us, at least. I mean, yeah. you have a player that's going to be, but like I said, we do need to work on that consistency. We do have to have more contribution from the team because, again, we can get into some situations in the, in the future. Um, let's get into question time, uh, second last segment. Um, and again, we're going to have the preview of the Fenning Vados game hopefully coming up in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get into detailed match details, uh, possible formations. And, and again, another great Juve fan's opinion on what, they, what they've seen so far. Uh, first question, obviously, from, from Louis DeVito. Thank you, buddy. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, always contributing. And uh, he says, how does Juventus fix the dropping off in the second half problem that has plagued us for years? And yes, it definitely has plagued us for years, bud. Um, so what are your thoughts, Farhan? I mean, I often use this term, like, we are the best slash worst one half <laughs> I mean, one half 45 minutes team in the world, you know, <laughs> because so many times we play so well for the first 45 minutes and second 45 minutes we fade away. Or we are like awful in the first half 
and then better in the second half yeah so yeah i mean it's been going for like i don't know four or five years now you know yeah um, and it would have been nice that's why I, when i've been we've i've been consistently hitting on this theme um it would have been nice to have like a three four nothing lead at half so then if you do want to like sit back okay it's understandable okay. you know what i mean like it's kind of out of reach i mean sure i've we have seen comebacks that have happened yeah. like that but you know a three four goal lead is a pretty diff especially with what you're i know they have job pedro i know they have Sime on it but um it's definitely pretty difficult especially when you have delict and, and demenel in the back demenel, so yeah. it's uh that would have been nice um but again second half yeah it's been so we we definitely need to come out with that intensity and and it's not like we didn't have the opportunity in second half we had the chances yeah. in second half but we should have like converted or finished like other uh, thing happened with Lazio as well we had the opportunity from some, oh, some of the counters i mean kulusevski was really good was really good with the counters yeah so and but that, we didn't convert and at the end i i had this you know like in the back of my mind like with kaisedo because he did it against uh, Inter Milan, I think. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, he's been doing it a yeah. bunch of times. And then he did it in the Champions League as well. And I had yeah. this in my head, like... He's going to do uh, it again. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. And then I was like, oh, come on. I keep on jinxing things first. So I was, 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 was going to say, is your second account Napoleonismo or what? <laughs> because he's got all the jinxes, apparently. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It was... That's why I was surprised everyone was looking at... I don't know why, I mean, I guess people needed to look at something to get mad at, but, I mean, a player kicking a ball out of bounds like Dybala, even today, I don't know if... Or yesterday, excuse me. I don't know if you were on uh, Roman's uh, live stream at the... Uh, he does his his ratings, and I want to say a good heartfelt congratulations for hitting a 1,000 subscribers. There's not too many people I would wish to have the, you know, the being able to achieve that. There's a lot of hard workers that I do believe still need to get there. Um, but congratulations, Roman, on not on getting a thousand subs. But anyways, on his kind of uh, after game, uh, post game kind of uh, player ratings, as well as you know talking about the game with fans. There's a lot of fans in the comments just getting on Dybala again for you know no reason. So, um, like you mentioned with Caicedo, with Caicedo, he was on. It was kind of almost destined to happen, but. We can't be putting up these chances. We can't be allowing teams to go through us. Defensively, we have to be better. And again, offensively, we have to be more clinical. I think we put it, you know, if we can put those two together. And like I said, the best or worst 45 minutes. I love that. That's awesome. I'm going to hold on to that one. Um, but again, thank you, Louis, for the question. But now we move on to Nilesh, who's been, you know, a very great friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, he talks about the Fetting Vados game. So... Pirlo said in the press conference, and kind of we've left this now, uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but he left. He said in the press conference that the team needs to be more selfless. He said it because Cristiano took a shot in the match when Morata was clearly in him. It's happened quite a bit in this season so far. Um, in this match, the team was way too much, was way too selfless. And what are your thoughts? So I think we've talked about a little bit, but again, if you want to reiterate, what what do you think? Farah? Yeah, um, yeah, I thought also like you know sometimes um, there was one time when Ronaldo could have taken the shot, but he gave the ball to Kulusevski, and uh, the most evident one was when he dummied and for Barbadeski, and yeah, if it was a goal, 
it would have been great but yeah since it's not so we are talking about it you know yeah but exactly. but yeah he could have taken the shot yeah he could have taken the, it was in his zone yeah so yeah yeah i just i i, I again i i get beat up for this over you know online and people were thinking they're they're taking it personal that i was saying when he was missing chances and again you pay a striker to score goals now mm. ronaldo's not getting paid to be the psychologist on the team yeah. he's getting paid to score goals so if this is a better and the only reason i bring this up is because if it's against the barcelona if it's against the milan if it's against the napoli lazio whoever and we need these goals let's say it's at 0-0 right yeah. we don't we don't get to see those goals that happen at the, that's what you're looking for to come through so if i were to see that against lazio and it's like a 0-0 game like i'm going to be pissed off like what the pissed hell are we doing yeah, you know exactly, what i mean like yeah. that could have been an easy goal that we scored and we give it to bernardeski he had a few good he had a, he had some really good chances as well but again that is the the fine line of winning and losing games losing by taking those chances. Yeah. So again, that's the only reason why I bring it up. It's not to hate. It's not to say he's not. He can't score. It's not to say he's not a leader. Which I think a lot of Ronaldo fans get way too obsessed about. Um, and really, when it when it comes down to, is just being able to put games out of reach. So I don't know. I th- I think as a club, we need to come down and say, hey, we can't rely too much on Ronaldo. Ronaldo, don't look at these. Don't you don't need to be given chances when they're not warranted. You know, if 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 there's a guy open, give him the ball. But in those opportunities, especially that close to goal, you gotta you gotta take those shots. Um, Does Ronaldo have any hat trick in Serie A for us or no? Yeah, against Cagliari. Actually, that was the funny thing. (laughs) Yeah, that was the funny thing is that everyone's like, yeah, I want to get another. But I believe it was last year he had the hat trick against Cagliari. Unless I'm totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was because they they kept mentioning it like about five times during the broadcast, and I'm just like, he could have had like six, <laughs> and we're talking about three, <laughs> but it's like okay, um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that would have been nice. Again, the Ronaldo fans would have been wilding if that was the case. So maybe it was maybe it was good that he didn't get the three goals, or we would have been hearing it for the next 16 years. Um, but uh, they would have held it, held it against, well, uh, held it over not, our heads. It's not only that. I mean, like um, the anti-Ronaldo fans would have been talking as well because many, True. many, many Ronaldo fans make the joke of Messi against Ibar. So it will be like Ronaldo against Cagliari. So yeah. you know, you'll have this like battle between True enough. True enough. Around, True around. enough. True enough. Yeah. No, it's just too much. It's too much with these fans. Um, but that leads us into our last kind of segment, obviously talking about memories, talking about, uh, uh, great moments. Um, obviously, like you said, you're a massive Buffon fan. So maybe we'll be hearing a story about Buffon, but, uh, I leave the floor to you either a a memorable Juve moment. Maybe sometime you've gone to the stadium. Maybe sometime you've met some Juve fans, met some Uh, other fans. I don't know. You let us know, uh, Farhan. I'm going to show you something about Buffon in this. uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, so I like, you know, drawing cartoons or something. So this is what I did for Buffon. Yeah. Oh, so I've seen that me, before. I've yeah, seen, that's yeah, beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah, it took me like eight days, but totally worth it. <laughs> and yeah, so no, I didn't have the opportunity to like, you know, go to a stadium because, you know, from Bangladesh, it's not possible 
for me to come to all the way to Italy to go there. But I had the plan of like, you know, attending one game at least this year, because uh, I said, okay, maybe Buffon will not play the game, but I will see him like, you know, in the dugout. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> That's uh, all, man. I've heard uh, that so many times, bro. But anyways, keep going. L- l- yeah. Let us know any maybe a moment or so. I know that's unfortunate, but moment, yeah, moment is like uh, there are quite some and there are quite a lot. I mean, if you're talking about the most recent ones, then I'll mention the Dybala goal against Lazio. That one because that was a really boring game. I mean, that was like super boring. I and mean, I remember like you know um, the commentator saying Strakosha had one of the most easiest yeah. day in his <laughs> career, football career, and then suddenly the Balas goal, yeah. So that is one. The other one is like um, against Inter, you know, the 3-2 game. So it's it's because we are in a holiday and in Coxal Palmer, it's like a, it's, it's it's the longest sandy beach in the world in Bangladesh. So we're in a holiday, so we're staying in the hotel. So my cousin and me were like, you know, sharing the same room with two beds. And uh, so, he said, no, I don't feel like watching the game. So he fell asleep. I was like, okay, so I'm watching the game, watching the game, watching the game. And I can't even shout because he's like sleeping, you know. And then, you know, when Higuain scored, I got on the table, did a somersault on the bed. And he was like, what happened? He woke up and he's like, what happened? I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep, <laughs> you know. So that is another. And the other one is like, you know, the comeback against Atletico. That time also, I was again in a holiday. I was in Munich and I was staying with another cousin. And, you know, like he had his, you know, it was Farian job. Um, uh, it was like semester break. So he normally he has a student job in yeah. Infineon, Infineon. But um, that time in semester break, they allow you to do full time. So he used to do full time at the time. So also oh, okay. he came and he was sleeping and I was in his room. Now I can shout also because he has the job next day early in the morning as well. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, this is very difficult to hang on to. And it was also funny in um, because I was wearing, I have a Dybala jersey and I was wearing th- that. And it was also funny because I know one Bayern fan and the, you know, the, there are different football groups in Facebook. So the, yeah. the jersey I won in uh, Ronaldo, it was a fantasy game league in that group. So there's this Bayern when he was like always like every month he would like remind me, we're going to sign Dybala, we're going to sign Dybala, we're going to sign Dybala. So what I did is I went to Allianz, Allianz Stadium <laughs> at night in front of Allianz Stadium. So it was like two degrees Celsius, you know. Yeah, but I took off my jacket anyway with the Dybala jersey. I took a picture uh, with Dybala on the back in front of the Allianz Arena, and I was like, "Yeah, finally you signed him." <laughs> I was like, "It's really cool, but totally worth it." Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised he actually thought because it's been mostly like you know the the Barcelona connection or the. The uh, you know Real Madrid's also been talked. About. Obviously, there was Tottenham that reached out in Man U. Um, there's been some talks there as well. But uh, yeah, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, give us. Why don't you give us about uh, maybe a Buffon like international? Because what just came to my head. I had obviously I've uh, I've graduated from university. Uh, it's been now a while. Uh, seems like yesterday. But a really good friend of mine is also from Bangladesh. So. 
we worked on an internship uh, together and uh, up north in Canada. And it was funny because he would always talk to me about Bangladesh and how it was when he, when he, obviously his mom is still back, back home, but he would always say how important international football was like, yeah, I don't believe he has a club. I don't, uh, from what I remember, I don't believe he, he cheers for a club team, but he was an Argentina fan and his mom was an Italian fan. And I'm oh. just like, it was, you know, coming around the, the, you look at it in the eighties and even in the nineties, right. With, with, uh, with Maradona and with obviously now Messi. And then you have the Italian national team. Well, I'll look at 82. And then there's been quite a few tournaments where, you know, in the early eighties where, the Italian national team was was phenomenal, so they would kind of go back and forth, and and they would tell he would tell me all of these stories about just or in like uncles and and aunts and you know just everyone mm-hmm. arguing at the table because again it was such a big deal like the, these these tournaments was were such a big deal for fans uh, in Bangladesh, which was fascinating to me. So if you got something with Buffon, that yeah. would be awesome. Kind of I mean, an, uh, a tip of the cap to my buddy uh, Mo. I like to call him uh, Mo, but his name's Mohammed. But anyway, Mohammed, yeah, I understand. So um, I have a question: Like, um, is it allowed in? I mean, legally allowed in Canada to like you know um, to have flags of other countries in on top of your rooftops or anything? I would say Germany? yes. It's I would fun. say yes. I would say you can. Um, Again, if you live in an apartment, sometimes it gets a little bit tricky. You know, if people complain, you got stuff on your deck and stuff like that. But for the most part, you'll see Canadian flags. Uh, you'll see Italian no, flags. No, other countries. No, other countries. Of other countries. It's oh, allowed. yeah. Oh, it's not allowed. No, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. But, uh, you know, in Bangladesh, it's there is no rule about that. So during the World Cup, you're going to see... It's just like, crazy. There's flags everywhere. There's buildings which are colored of different... The, the yeah. country they support for the World Cup, it's, it's awesome. like everywhere. I mean, like you will see the flags, which is going at 400 meters or some sometimes. You know, it's as long as that. Okay, and uh, yeah. So during the World Cup, it's like yeah, and you're gonna see it. There are, you know, f- there are different jersey shops. Obviously, they are not official. Definitely not. But there right. are jersey shops everywhere. And yeah, I remember one like um, we were at 80 rate at that time. So we had this football tournament. Um, th- that was the time of 2006 World Cup. Yeah. That was the football tournament. So I myself in international, I'm a plastic because I am Argentine fan, Argentina and Italy both. My mom, <laughs> so is my mom because, you know, um, the TV they had in their house was in 82. And she saw Paolo Rossi and yeah. everyone. So, she liked um, Italy for that. And then on 86, Maradona, definitely. There is nothing else except Maradona during the 86 and 90 yeah. Cups. And my father, he likes Argentina and France, Maradona and Platini, you know? So yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. It was such and, a crazy and, and, like and all thing. Of the, and all of these players are from Syria, you know? Can you yeah. imagine that, that era? Yeah. So yeah, yeah but, man. Uh, club football, no. No one was watching club football then. But for me, in 1988 so World Cup, the first football game I watched, Batista scored a hat-trick against Jamaica. And for me, he looked like Jesus a little bit. So yeah, so true, that's, true. Why, yeah, that's why I like Argentina and Italy for the 2002 World Cup. I mean, it was a really good World Cup. 
Yeah. Except for Italy. For, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, unfortunately <laughs> for, yeah. So yeah, for that, that's right, yeah. And that, uh, the story you're saying, so in eighth grade, we had a football tournament in our school. So there were like, there was one goalkeeper who everyone knows from our, from our team, because he was staying in the hostels, in hostel, so they play regularly. And so it was supposed to be him playing the goal. But I said, I also want to play as a goalkeeper. And then we had like, okay, then we're gonna have a football game and both of you will play the best performer. So I made really good saves, so I got in the team. So in the final nice. part, well, yeah. So in the final, what happened is like, I bought an Argentina jersey. <laughs> so obviously, obviously from the streets, yeah. So I had that and you know, those electric tapes, you know, of different colors, red or black, yellow. Yeah, yeah. So what I did, it's an Argentina jersey and with an electric tape, I wrote Buffon, one on the back. <laughs> I was playing in the final and yeah. So, and it was a really good experience for me as well because whole tournament I considered only one goal. So there was- like Sharp really, at the back, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. We, we also had, uh, um, supposed to have, uh, all the Bangladeshi guys are supposed to have a football tournament this, in here in Dresden. We had a cricket one, but I don't like cricket. I, I was in the team, but I didn't play. But football tournament here we had, and I was hoping to like, you know, yeah. wear, wearing this one. But unfortunately in November, we had the lockdown in Germany, so it's not allowed. Yeah, you guys, so, are, yeah. You guys are crazy about that. That's, I got other stories. I, I almost want to bring them on because like, you guys go nuts over there. And then like in, in all of like, if you want to call it from, uh, the West Indies, Australia, South Africa, into Africa, Southeast Asia, South Asia. Like I, I was sh some of the stories he told me. I was like, you guys are just like on another level. Almost like, almost like it's, it's cultural. And I've I've watched a few times because you know he showed me some highlights and stuff like that. And again, I don't think I, I don't think I can get into it. It's like baseball for me. It's like. I don't, know how you, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get an enjoyment out of this. I always tell them, I always told them and yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like rabid fans. Like it's, it's, it's nuts. It is nuts. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is like, um, in universities, uh, there are like, you know, different auditoriums and everything. And we watch the game there, you know, because yeah. everyone like celebrating and watching the game. And, and even during, uh, when I was studying, uh, bachelor's in hostel so downstairs is like the you know uh, the tv room so the uh, it, i mean when we have exams it's so difficult to focus because <laughs> it can you can you can hear the noise and like yeah. you know in cricket in when Bangladesh is playing we're studying studying okay and when you hear someone cheering you understand okay we did something good so you run downstairs and see what's happening and then again you turn because you're the exam next day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then the big rivalry with like uh obviously with India and and, and Pakistan, uh, yeah. Pakistan as well. It's yeah. yeah, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but um thank you for coming on, Farhan. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. hearing all your stories and stuff like that. That that's phenomenal. 
and uh thank you for sharing your opinion and we'll definitely get you on in the future okay, yeah, yeah. when the time works out obviously yeah yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> hopefully i have a new laptop by then i don't have to worry about it <laughs> but uh yeah i know thank you for coming on yeah. thank you guys the viewers obviously for hopefully you guys made it to this i really hope you did because if you did you heard a pretty uh pretty awesome story there that was that, that was sweet that was really sweet and Guys, as always, you know where to find me. Obviously, at Daniel and Eagle on Twitter and Instagram. That's my personal or where I am 99% of the time now, barring a hockey or football game, uh, at Juventinita.dal on Twitter and Instagram. We're posting everything. We're trying to keep as interactive as possible. I am hoping to release a, a different kind of series, kind of a short, short, uh, a short form uh, news story, um, potentially having some guests on it. So it's going to be a mix of things. I'm not, I don't have it defined yet, but uh, uh, it's essentially going to revolve around the morning time, around some coffee and around Juve. So hopefully you guys stay tuned for that one and you guys enjoy maybe some shorter content that you're able to, to digest a little bit quicker than these longer podcasts. But um, without further, yeah, without, uh as always you know where to find me obviously podcasts itunes spotify um those are gonna have all your needs as well as many other platforms again please reach out if there's something that 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 hasn't been uh, tapped into and if you guys could please smash the like smash the subscribe the follow and please drop a rating and uh, a comment that that always helps some questions whatever uh something you didn't like i've always replied i always keep in touch with you guys so that would be awesome. And again, thank you, Farhan, for coming. Well, we'll definitely have you on the future. Guys, stay yeah. tuned. There's lots of stuff coming up. And as always, fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Ciao, guys. Ciao. Thanks.